the Bright Spell Public Library. October 26th, Bright Spell, Minnesota. And further down the rabbit hole. I drove over to the town library in the opposite direction of the motel. I had my cassette recorder and several notepads to help me research the... The Queen Mary and its dark, haunting, and mysterious lore. From its beginnings as a troop transport nicknamed the Grey Ghost during wartime, to the decommission in Long Beach, California decades later. I learned much about the hauntings that the ship produced during its long history. And each story known had been told countless times over. Hours upon hours of information were searched and recorded on paper and on tape. I learned of tales such as Jackie, as well as the fishing vessel that had been cleaved in half during the war, with 300 souls lost to the seas because the Queen Mary was not allowed to stop for their rescue. Only two stories out of hundreds uncovered by my research. From facts to fiction, I wrote it all down. Every scrap. Endless transcription. An unending quest. What was I trying to find? I... Well, I mean... One thing's for certain. It certainly wasn't a skeletal old librarian as she walked down the aisle business hours having long since passed to send me on my way, but I was persistent in my charm, just as I had been with the bank manager. I shamelessly flirted with the elderly woman, tried to worm my way into staying in the library to use its computers for, uh, for my continued research and knowledge. I would look to the past before the struggle continued to understand the present. At least that's what I told myself as to not feel guilty or disgusted by my shameless flirting. Honestly, though, it it was another nail in the coffin, matching that which was banged into the wood at the motel. The library had no computer. The librarian was again starting to send me on my way until I told her who I was and why I wanted to stay. Simple as that. I was the grandson of a man she had gone to school with back in the day. The moment I said his name, her features softened and she continued to listen to my story. My... My sorrow and pain... And after a little more shameless flirting, I do not apologize. I was given full access to the library and all of its dusty stacks of books. I simply had to pull the door shut behind myself. It would lock behind me. I hope you remember how to use a card catalog. The older woman smiled over her shoulder as she walked away. Oh yeah, look at that. She had a little, uh, a little feisty pep in her step. Anyway, by the time I was ready to lock up, it was the early, early morning. But I had gained reams of knowledge. 
I had learned so much that even I, a skeptic, all the way down to the marrow in my bones, I was rattled by the possibility that my grandpa had been onto something. I was surprised that it wasn't called the Dutchman, because at this rate with my luck, my only lead known as the Queen Mary should have disappeared long before I had ever heard its name, gotten close, unlocked the mystery. As I left the table reaching to click off the old green banker's lamp at its edge, gathering the last of my research materials, I, um, I, I caught sight of a shadow above me. I stared at some sort of, <clears throat> um, I, I stared at some sort of demonic creature, like some damned hybrid of a man and crow, withered and evil. It was, it was, it was perched upon the piles and stacks of books. It was, it was watching me, studying me. I stood up straight, deja vu all over again, but, the, but there was... There was nothing there. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> my uh Yeah, no, I there is nothing there. I, I snickered to myself, I seen shadows within the shadows, my my mind playing tricks. Again in overactive imagination in the days dawning hours. That that that's it, nothing Nothing more. It was. It was. It was nothing more. Walking back to the um the research desk, I. I saw something that. Shocked me and 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 started my heart racing though. Each, and every one of the many books, all of the tomes that I had been researching from, writing down clues all night long from that they had all been stacked vertically, reaching from the table to above my head. Now, my, my immediate thought was that there was someone else in this library, a teenager playing pranks, having, having seen Ghostbusters one too many times, no doubt. So I turned away from the books, and I snaked around one aisle and then into another. Slowly, I moved. More confidence coming. Yeah, yeah, okay, you know, ha ha, very funny, I said. You can come out now, you dick. But all I saw was dust. And all I heard were echoes. The door slammed shut, the prankster gone having been scared off, or, or so I hoped. 
I walked back to the desk now with urgency and, and, and staggered at the sight of the towering stack of books. They were now piled across the tiled floor, pages torn and spines bent on many, if not all of them. The chaos of knowledge. Too much destruction for this to have just happened for no reason. Perhaps I had somehow stacked up the books without realizing it, but, but this... But this... No. What the hell was going on? But then I, I realized that all of the books were shredded. But for one, a single leather book. Its pages of aged parchment and dust spread open to one page in particular for me to see. A lone black and white image to tempt me. An image of the Queen Mary. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. I knew where I had to go. Whispers in the Cries. Written and performed by Matthew Ewald. Produced by Star Chaser Productions. October 28th, Long Beach, California. I know how this is going to sound. I do, <laughs> believe me. But there was a... There was a sense of foreboding. An inescapable dread within me. I mused over the chill that ran up my spine and numbed my brainstem the entire flight from Minneapolis to the Los Angeles International Airport. The sense of the... The inevitable was in me long before I had ever boarded the Queen Mary, birthed at the Long Beach Terminal since 1967. A towering vessel. In its shadow lay the mystery of my grandfather's death. Add to that the strange markings in the cell at the asylum, the box of ragged photographs, the pages of research, the library of parchment and dust, and that single hotel card key each clue hidden from the sunlight, hidden from me as well, for now. It was simply the calm before the storm. I thought of it as a creeping fear wrapped in an enigma upon the still waters of the Pacific, an enigmatic ship a continent and an ocean away from where it had been built, which, to an overly imaginative mind, seemed to whisper as the waves gently lapped around it. A gentle hush that seemed to beckon you to the dark depths below if you did not respect it. It. Ship. Vessel. 
steel and construct. Scientists and medical journals speak of life as being created of cells and DNA, of sinew and blood, a heart pumping torrents of crimson bringing continued life from one organ to another, oxygen to feed each of us, flesh to shield. All of this, life is flesh and blood, what the scientists say and what the journals proclaim. Life is blood and flesh animated by a gray, gelatinous blob of brain matter. And this ancient, in relation to my years, vessel reaching up before me, the Queen Mary, has supped of the most ancient of blood, claimed the most ancient of flesh. Dozens of lives lost since its creation, some during its construction and many during the pitched battles of World War II, when passenger ships and the souls on board were considered collateral damage. There had been rumors of suicide and of passengers passed off as drunkards falling or, or pushed overboard into cold, waiting waters. Lives lost to the deep and dark, fathoms leading to the abyssal plain below. Yes, life is born of flesh and blood. But if that is the case, the Queen Mary has claimed enough lives to be considered among the living. Or among the damned. Depending, of course, on how you look at it. Life has stained its carpets and painted its walls. There is always a dead echo down each corridor. A soul, now. Well, a soul is an entirely different tale. A life holds but one. The Queen Mary holds hundreds, if not thousands, and not all are among the living. The Queen Mary. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm an ass, I'm fully aware, but... I could not help but look at that attractive young woman getting out of the yellow cap near the main entrance. Her shiny gold badge read, Abigail Marshall. She looked about 30, if not younger, but looks, as they say, could be deceiving. After all, I certainly didn't look my age. But here's the thing, is that I thought, just with this glance, I thought that she had seen more in her lifetime than most others who had spent their days watching CNN or, or bad reality television. After all, reality television in its entirety was bad. And only her eyes held the weariness of such sights. Huh. I waded into the Queen Mary as I passed the young woman, nodded hello, and walked toward the elevator. Just as the doors were closing, Abigail could be seen walking briskly toward them as well. Please hold the door. 
We acknowledged each other's presence and looked back at the screen of digital numbers. The elevator ascended several stories and then we... Well, we went our separate ways. I crossed a small bridge leading me onto the main portion of the ship and... I... I held a smirk the entire way. It was like walking the plank. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. And then the bright California sunlight was gone. No longer warm and comforting on the back of my neck. I was inside of the Queen Mary. The oppression, I hoped, was just in my mind. Everyone else, those who had been in other elevators or who had arrived long before I had, well, they, they walked a lobby fit for kings and were all smiles. I knew that feeling within my gut, the one that, that slowly churned away, was because of what I was here to do. I knew it, it was because of what I had seen. I had shaken my head on the cab ride from the Los Angeles International Airport, looking at the sights, those... Those nightmarish images of phantom specters, disembodied forms within human voices, and I... <laughs> I chuckled out loud. The industrial buildings and the waters beyond held nothing past my overactive imagination. Lack of sleep and nothing more, my mind finding release the only way possible. That's it. That that's 100% it. My hometown had suffocated me, and I had simply traded one nightmare for another. That was it. That, that had to Good be... Good morning, sir. I turned at the sound of the woman's familiar voice. She was... Oh, man, if you could see it. If you could see her, she was as breathtaking as the lobby itself. I again registered the name on her badge. Abigail Marshall. Uh, call me Randy, I said. Randy Conroy, checking in. She smiled at me. Instant attraction. Maybe, maybe it was there back in the elevator ride up, but regardless, it would never go past this brief conversation. I, I knew that. <laughs> She was so beautiful. Chicken pecking at the keyboard, she watched the screen light up with lists of arrivals and departures. Yes. She smiled at me again. We have you down for four days and four nights. Have you stayed with us before? I shook my head in the negative, looking both at her as well as the ornate arches behind her lithe form. Well? She continued. We offer plenty of tours on board. The gift shops and museums are located two floors up on the promenade. We also have a number of restaurants, and as you can see across the way, a nice aquarium. In addition to- uh, Is there a research area on board? I interrupted. Books of history, things of that nature. I, I, and I'm sorry, I don't mean from like the souvenir shop, more like a, a library, something like that. Besides the tours? Yeah, besides the tours, I said sternly. Yes, please. The woman studied me, 
making it a point to lean as far across the counter as possible to check my clothing. You're a reporter. Eyebrows raised, not so much a question as it was a statement. Oh, oh no. Oh no. This woman could be a handful, I thought. For the first time, I looked at her, truly studied her features. I liked what I saw. A journalist, I replied. We shared a smile as we... as we did in the elevator. I kept my, my grin a bit longer to offset my rudeness only moments before. Ah, New York. One eye winking. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right, I said. How'd you... how'd you know? You look like you're from New York. A slight nod of her head. Honestly, I, I thought she seemed unimpressed. And so I... I asked her. I asked her if she thought that was a good thing or a bad thing. Neither, Abigail said. People come here from all over the world every day. The only thing that makes it good or bad is how each individual behaves and treats others. Yeah, so I, I let that sink in as she continued typing on the keyboard to print out my information. So, Mr. Conroy... Please, I said. Call me Randy. Okay. She took in a breath. So, how is the world these days? <laughs> what, are you serious? I asked. Well, you're the journalist. Abigail replied. You must see the real side of our news... Not just what viewers, myself included, see on the evening news. So, I ask again, how is the world these days? Uh, same as it's always been. It's a mess. Well, you're the cynic. She said. <laughs> no, no, no. Not a cynic. I laughed. Just honest. I extended my hand. Randy Conroy. Officially. She smiled and took my hand, and I, um, I let the hold linger. Her hands were soft and warm, unlike my own, and that smile, she, she smiled at me. Abigail Marshall. She replied after a beat. Beautiful. Just the name. She said with self-deprecation. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Wow. I liked her. I really liked her. Man, she wasn't afraid to call me on my bullshit. And certainly didn't seem to put much stock in my name brand clothing or choice of career. Not to mention putting New York and journalists in the same sentence, which, like, listen, I'm going to tell you here. I mean, come on, that would, that would make most women swoon. Those words together became a desirable balance for hometown hotties and big city cougars, but no. No, no, not for Abigail. Not for her. Also, and this is, this is what gets me, she didn't even realize how attractive she really was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh my god, I... I liked her. And it showed, just, I, I felt something... different in, in me. It had been 
a long time since I had been interested in anyone at all. A long time. So you believe the world is a mess, huh? Abigail asked, and there's no way I could have known if she had asked simply to escape my penetrating stare. Because, I mean, I, 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 didn't, I didn't myself realize how I was looking at her so intently. I came off like a fucking creeper, I bet. Truth was, I, I was... I was losing myself to her faster than I ever had with anyone else. But I mean, it, 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 it must be this place. It has to be this place, I rationalized. It had an effect on people. It had to be. Now, see, it, it had to be because I was normally way smoother than this. Like, so much smoother. I... I now I, I was just, I was awkward. Now listen to me, I sound like a freaking goober. A goober? What the hell is a goober? I mean, it's, it, it always has been, I said. We just choose to look the other way. Wow. <sighs> what? I kept my gaze on her. It's the truth. Depressing much, are you? Says the girl working on a ghost ship. The pay is good. She said. And I love the clam chowder that the Chelsea serves daily. I leaned in closer, widening my eyes, making them more intense. So, Abigail followed suit, leaning in slightly, as if she were thinking on how this was the most flirtation she had received in months. Not by choice, mind you. No, no, she... She had simply chosen not to participate. Until now. Until me. And she looked like she was enjoying it immensely. Man, my eyes drank in the sight of her. The light sweep of freckles across her tanned face, emerald green eyes that never wavered from my strong gaze. So, there's something I've wanted to ask you since the first moment I walked on board. And what would that be? Abigail said, still smiling at me. And I smiled right back. Seen any ghosts?